bongeziwe mabandla ukutanda. Quarter to eight on Jet Set Breakfast. Right to Care, a leading healthcare non-profit organization that was started in response to the public healthcare emergency of HIV and AIDS in South Africa in 2001. And it was one of the first organizations to make HIV treatment available to South African pa- uh, public patients. And uh, the 11th South African AIDS conference uh, taking place uh, will be taking place from the 20th to the 23rd of June in Durban. That's, of course, this year. And we have our guest, Dr. Chuka uh, Onaga, acting chief of Party for Right to Care, um, CARE's Accelerating Program Achievements to Control the Epidemic Program. We've gone through so many, uh, you know, processes in terms of, you know, all these diseases. I mean, we had COVID, the panic that came about, um, you know, during COVID. I mean, we completely forgot we had um, AIDS and HIV that was that was so big in the 80s. And it also caused almost the same amount of panic and people trying to figure out how do we combat this particular issue. And then, of course, well, cancer has always been there. But I think at some point when something new comes about, we have a tendency to forget about what's already existing and what is what has not been solved. But... The fact that we've got Dr. Chuka Onaga to explain to us, um, you know, about, you know, HIV and AIDS in South Africa, is actually quite interesting and very good. And we have not forgotten about it. Dr. Chuka, good morning and a warm welcome to Jet Set Breakfast. Good morning, Beta, and good morning to your listeners. I'm happy to be here with you today. So how are we currently responding to HIV in the, you know, advent of COVID-19 and the impact of the corona pandemic? Um, so, like you later said, uh, during the COVID pandemic, we kind of got our attention diverted away from the other uh, very important conditions, you know, and, and uh, epidemics like the HIV, AIDS, and TB, and focus on COVID. Uh, but uh, let me start by saying that there were significant disruptions uh, occasioned by COVID-19 uh, pandemic, um, disruptions in the society. People were very apprehensive of going to health facilities. Movements were restricted at, the, at one point or the other. Um, within the facilities, we had um, healthcare workers who succumbed to COVID pandemic. We had people who were away from work, and we had to re-engineer how uh, medicines are delivered to patients and how services are delivered. You know, even lab tests had to be for some resources had to be diverted from things like TB testing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Post COVID. Post-COVID, um, we've noticed that um, there has been a lot of progress made, especially in the last 12 months or so, uh, but we have noticed that especially in the number of uh, the progress towards having as many people on treatment, as many people that are HIV-positive on treatment, what we call the second 95 in this sector, um, we have had very significant um, uh, losses, you know, in terms of progress we've been making. Um there are people who we can no longer account for, uh, whether they are still in the system or not. Uh, within the program as well, you have subpopulations like children who have uh, really uh, borne the brunt of it, and males as well who have also underperformed compared to the adult females. 
And uh, just before I, I, I go to my next question, um, you know, for nearly 20 years, Right to Care has supported and delivered prevention care treatment services for HIV, tuberculosis, sexually transmitted infections, hepatitis C, whilst also responding to, you know, global healthcare emergencies through its various programs. Uh, just be, you know, I'm going to take a break. When we come back, I, I want to find out, you know, some of the concerns, uh, the challenges needing urgent uh, intervention when it comes to HIV and AIDS today. That will be something we can focus on uh, just after the break. You are listening to The Chill Zone with Bertha Charuma. It is Jet Set Breakfast this Saturday morning and it's 10 minutes just before 8 and I'm talking to Dr. Chuka Onaga, Acting Chief of Party for Right to Care, Accelerating Program Achievements to Control uh, the Epidemic Program. Doc, welcome back. So the question, the question uh, was, just before we took the break, what are the major concerns or rather challenges needing urgent intervention when it comes to HIV and AIDS today? Yeah, so I was saying that um, the main challenge, the biggest challenge that we have as a country is in the second 95. Let me explain what it is. South Africa subscribes to the UNAIDS target of having 95% of those who are HIV positive know their status, 95% of those who are positive to be on treatment, and 95% to be suppressed. So in the issue about people being on treatment, it is uh, by far the biggest challenge, keeping people on, putting people on treatment and keeping them on treatment. However, um, and different, uh, like I said, different uh, populations and different provinces are different stages of progress. However, that aside, you mentioned about prevention services uh, before you went on break. And uh, like we say, prevention is cheaper and better than cure. Um, we have some issues still with stigma. In our fact, in, you know, people are still stigmatized to be called, um, you know, to be labeled as HIV positive, despite all the campaigns that are going on. Uh, we have issue about uh, men not embracing um, medical male circumcision which is one of the uh, flagship programs of uh, right to care. If you are circumcised as a man, it reduces your chance of uh, getting HIV by almost 60% and it's been proven the world over. We have issue about uh, disclosure. I talked about children. Disclosure is about a child. As you know, children are very special. They need responsible adults for them to sometimes even be alive or their life to be healthy. So they need adults to know, uh, the caregivers and the, and the social circle around them to, to know that this child is HIV and needs to be on treatment as they move from the mother to the go-go or to the uncle or auntie or stuff like that. So that disclosure of the status of the child is not being done. And it's also a program that we are very much assisting the Department of Health uh, with you know, we have a specific program that helps to disclose. We have the issue about um, adolescent girls and young women. They bear the brunt of um, many epidemics, whether it is HIV, AIDS, whether it is gender-based violence, whatever you call it, they bear the brunt. All those epidemics collide within that subgroup. And uh, we need to uh, focus on them. The issue about key populations, uh, men who have men who have sex with men, the truck drivers, the LGBTQA+, um, they are not readily accepted at facilities. 
um, there is need to sensitize the population uh, to do specific trainings um, at the population level and the facility level as well, so that that very critical sub, uh, component of the facility of the population are well taken care of. Because the issue, just like we discovered during COVID, um, is that some of these uh, conditions they don't have, you can't wall them off. You know, you mm. cannot say, I will take care of this group and ignore the other group. The only, no one should be left behind. The any group you leave, you leave behind would ensure that you turn around and you see that whatever gains you may have made have been completely undone. Mm. So, indeed, uh, discrimination cannot work. Whether it's commercial sex workers, um, we cannot leave them behind. We have to change the legislation. We have to... Uh, change our attitudes so that they also can be brought within the fold and they can receive the much needed um, um, treatment. It's a, it's a human rights issue, actually. And, and how has the work of uh, Right to Care evolved over the, the years on issues of HIV and AIDS? And do you find, do you think we're winning in this regard? Are we winning when it comes to, you know, the battle of prevention of HIV and AIDS? No, definitely we will win better. Uh, every all hands are on deck. Um, we at Right to Care. We have really evolved from uh, the company that started in 2001, like you mentioned, at Helen Joseph Hospital in Houghton, to now a multinational company that is a very strong partner of the Department of Health of the South African government, of the USAID CDC Global Fund, and uh, so many other partners. We assist, like you mentioned. Um, we started with giving life-giving treatment. We have helped to administer the largest number of uh, circumcisions across uh, South Africa. We have put a lot of people on treatment over the over the period. We have been extremely critical to the COVID response, like you mentioned. Currently, we have a program uh, where we are supporting all the nine provinces in South Africa with uh, preparing for the next pandemic, if that should come, and also um, dealing with the remnants of the COVID uh, pandemic, what we a program we call ADAPT. We have a program uh, that supports uh, the Department of Health with making medicine available to the citizens. Uh, we have smart lockers that we have installed across the country that is a very similar high-tech uh, high tech, um solution, which will also be presented at the eighth conference. Um, so we, when it comes to prevention, like we said, whether it is uh, the DREAMS program, I talked about adolescent girls and long women, we support them with that. Um, so indeed, Right to Care has evolved to a very mature, um, a very mature organization that started by the tagline, treating AIDS seriously, so now treating health seriously. We are taking a very global and comprehensive attitude to health. And we are also a very, very important uh, disaster medicine response team um, to different partners across the globe. Mm. And how does the public interact with your work and what is the support you offer? So um, um, in, in your entry, you mentioned the eighth conference. I invite them to come to stand number five at uh, the eighth conference. We have a stand there. But anytime you can visit us at uh, care, right, like the left and right, R-I-G-H-T-C-O-C-A-R-E.org, org. 
You can send us an email at uh, info at rights2care.org. Or you could pick up the phone and call us at 011-276-8850. Dr. Chuka Onaga, thank you for joining us on Jet Set Breakfast. Thank you so much, Peter. It's been an honor to be on this show. Thank you. Dr. Chuka Onaga, Acting Chief of Party for Right to Care's Accelerating Program Achievements to Control the Epidemic Program. And Right to Care, one of South Africa's leading health NGOs, will have a team of 14 experts at the 11th South African AIDS Conference in Durban. That is from the 20th to the 23rd of June, uh, 2023. So still to come on the show, Youth Month in Mitchell's Plain. That will be around about 10 past eight so cape town buzzing with the creative arts youth day weekend community backed projects have received a boost from the social employment fund and the craft and design institute and we'll be zoning in on mitchell's plane and uh, we'll be chatting to zenat isaacs who is an event organizer and today an arts extravaganza at Parkhurst Primary School, uh, that's a primary school hall in West Ridge, Mitchell's Plain, will take place. They have 130 exhibitors in the hall, expecting over 1,000 people. Um, that's according to uh, Zenat Isaacs. And, of course, in the process, they are also requesting those uh, that are coming, the patrons that are going to come to the exhibition to bring in blankets or, you know, stuff that you can sort of like give away. Also in the process, you know, as the exhibition is going on, they're collecting items to give uh, to those that are underprivileged. That will be around 10 past 8. Let's find out what's in the news. It's eight.